Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. On a penny for your thoughts, good to have you with us. Good morning, everybody. The day after the election, which is continuing into today, really, with a lot of vote counting to be done in several states, and even here in the county with mail-in ballots. So we've got a lot of uh, ground to cover. We've got two hours to do it. My guess is this will go really, really fast. Great to have you with us. A high of 70 today, and then it's going to get cold. Sunday, we'll have a high of 38. Saturday for the football game, a high of 38 as we uh, work our way through this week. So uh, it'll get colder, so enjoy the warm temperatures today. Good to have you with us. 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Plan today is Jim Dye is going to join me here after the break. We'll uh, have him for both hours, get his thoughts on everything locally, statewide, and nationally, uh, what's happened. Patrick Finkston uh, from the Illinois, who used to be a news uh, reporter here at WDWS, now has his own newsletter. He's a big star now. He's on TV and all of that. But uh, he'll join us in the uh, second hour, so we'll talk to him about some of the statewide uh, races. Of course, J.B. Pritzker wins re-election. That was cle- uh, declared pretty early, which uh, a lot of people thought it might uh, last night. And it uh, he wins re-election. Democrats do well across the state, of course. Uh, county races, nothing official yet. We do have some results uh, as of midnight. You know, I guess there's some mail-in ballots and everything that still have to be counted. So we'll dig into that as we go along here with Jim Dye this morning. And nationally, what was expected to be a Republican tsunami Uh, One person described it as a sea spray is what it winds up being. So we'll see uh, how it goes. The Republicans uh, won a race uh, that they needed to hold on to, like in North Carolina and Ohio. Uh, DeSantis wins big in Florida as governor. Rubio wins big down there. So that's big news early in the night. But as the night went on, the Republicans do not win Pennsylvania. So now there's four states that are out there uh, that uh, they apparently, to uh, get control of the Senate now, Need to win three of the four, Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, and Nevada. And none of those have been called yet. So the Democrats are either going to still be 50-50, or if the Republicans can take three out of four, they'll be 51-49. And the House control that was expected to be a big wave of Republicans still probably going to wind up with the Republicans in charge of the House of Representatives in Washington 
but not by a whole lot. So we'll uh, talk about all of that here this morning on A Penny for Your Thoughts. You can join us a variety of ways, either by phone, text, or email. Got some emails that came in about the voting process yesterday. Uh, and uh, we'll take a look at all of that as we go. Hutchcraft Van Service, good to have them with us as a sponsor. Started as a family-owned business back in the 1940s, over 50 trucks, vans, and trailers. They can take care of about anything you need, office relocation, record storage service. They can move you where they need to move you. They hooked up with the folks at United Van Lines in 1953 as the Hutchcraft brothers, Oren and Gerald, became agents for United Van Lines. And uh, they specialize in local moves as well as across-border moves. And local movers at Hutchcraft provide the best value for efficient moves. They're great people, family. You know, they've been here a long, long time, generation after generation. The folks at Hutchcraft Van Service, give them a call. They're on Lincoln Avenue in Urbana, 217-328-3333. We'll get it started with Jim Dye after this on A Penny for Your Thoughts the day after Election Day. Just keep breathing. We're on a penny for your thoughts. 914, kind of overcast at the moment. And 914, good to have you with us on this day after the election, or at least the election continuing, uh, the final day of voting. Now they're counting. Jim Dye joins me here this morning. You stay up late? Uh, I stayed up till about 11.30 or so, okay. then I just kind of got tired of it. and that's, that's about where I, I was. I had the feeling where things were going, and so I just went to bed and... When I woke up this morning, I was not too surprised by by anything I heard. I think what we had in Illinois was uh, a status quo election. The Democrats are in solid control of the state of Illinois. They dominated all the statewide races, as was expected. They apparently won both Supreme Court seats in the in the gerrymandered uh, districts two and three that they took care of last summer. Um, we'll see what else. Uh, they're going to control. Uh, the legislator, legislature with either super majorities or big majorities. And so in Illinois, it was very much a, of course, in Champaign County as well, it was also uh, pretty much a Democratic sweep uh, because Champaign County is now a Democratic county. And I think mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty solid, not really arguable anymore. Nationally, um, yeah, the sea spray uh, explanation, I yeah. kind of like that. <laughs> that's a, You know, the one thing, I, I think we've had some real polling issues once again. Uh, for instance, Carrie Lake is supposedly caught in a uh, she's uh, caught in a really close race there, and they're counting all the ballots, and it's going to be razor thin. Well, you know the polls had her way ahead, and uh, so I, there are some things there that uh, were not uh, were not expected by me based on what I had read. At the same time, I did think all the hype about the the red wave and the red tsunami. I just never did see that, and once again, I'm going to say I didn't see that in the polls. So I'm citing a poll in one respect, but criticizing a poll in another respect. So I think maybe they're kind of uh, some polls are better than others. But uh, mm-hmm. no, the Republicans, uh, uh, everybody got so excited it was going to be this, that, and the other about them. The Democrats were wringing their hands. But uh, in the end, uh, they basically, in the Senate races, they held many of the seats that were supposedly going to be contested, like Pennsylvania, uh, the state of Washington, where. Um, Patty Murray. Patty Murray yeah. ended up winning basically a landslide. Uh, states like Michigan, where the governor of Michigan was reelected, even though she supposedly had a big challenge. So, I mean, the Republicans may have they may have uh, put up some challenges that drew some attention, but in the end, things went the Democrats' way. 
in yep. many respects. So far, we've got some. Uh, we've got results now. We've got county results up through about midnight last night, mm-hmm. and we'll go through some of those. Uh, people were wondering about the judicial race. Yeah. Uh, at last check after midnight, Sam Lamentado had a slight lead over Chad Beckett, but uh, it was close. Well, and the last thing I saw was that Beckett had a lead over. Uh, yeah. Now, if you go in there, the one I've got there, it's um, towards the end. So it was close, regardless. And uh, so I don't know if we've got any final results on that yet or not. Uh, By the way, I do need to mention here, the News Gazette reporting the high school and middle school are both under soft lockdown in Urbana after a caller made threats similar to the ones two days earlier, according to the superintendent, Jennifer Ivory Tatum, informing district families this morning, as had been planned after multiple threats. Monday, there was an elevated police presence at both schools when students returned this morning after taking Tuesday off for Election Day, unlike Monday when buses were rerouted to Lincoln Square and classes were called off, the decision was made to continue to have school today at both UHS and UMS, high school and middle school, after district officials met with police. They say Urbana police will maintain a visible presence at or around Urbana schools for the entire day. So that in from the News Gazette. All right, uh, your thoughts on all of this? You found it? Uh, I was I have not found that, but okay. I did see that that uh, Beckett was uh, was leading. I was going to mention the county board where these results I'm looking at would indicate that the Democrats uh, picked up a couple seats, defeating longtime incumbent uh, Jim McGuire. If this is correct, mm-hmm. uh, if this is the latest, I mean it's, uh, it's after midnight. After midnight, yeah. okay. Was the song one time by? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> after midnight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the great guitar player Eric Clapton. Yeah. Um, and then I said the Demo- the Republicans made a big run in district, uh, Champaign district. Von Young and Lucas Atwood both uh, ran pretty hard campaigns, and it looks to me like they both came up short. So even areas where the Demo- Republicans really went after the Democrats, they failed. And in areas where the Democrats went after an incumbent Republican, they won. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, once again, this is a Democratic county, and that's what you got. Well, I think the if it holds out the way it is, if all the final results the way it is, I think the county board would be sixteen six, Democrat <laughs> is what. And when I first got here back home from yeah. California twenty two years ago, it was almost the opposite. I think. Yeah. At one time. That's right. That's so right. it's flipped completely around. All right. Uh, so a lot of people texted in yesterday, and I asked about their voting experience uh, yesterday, and we got several texts and emails that came in. Of course, there was news that there was. Uh, an alleged uh, cyber attack on the uh, Champaign County uh, website, I guess, as they were trying to tabulate votes or trying to get votes, whatever it was. Uh, it's in the News Gazette today. So there's a story on that. And um, Champaign County alone on polling place issues. Uh, Deborah Pressey and Jeff D'Alessio write. So that's in the News Gazette. Uh, yesterday, uh, let's see, would you like to hear how my deceased for two years father who never lived in Champaign County received a voter registration card at my address in the summer of 2020? True story. Uh, hi, Brian, stating the obvious, but no public official running for office should have anything to do with the ballots. Uh, well, somebody's got to count them, right? I mean, you well, we elect these people and that's their job. Yeah. Uh, why is it every time the Democrats get caught with their hands in the cookie jar, they somehow manage to squirm their way out of it? No, Mom, we weren't trying to steal the cookies. That was just a test grab. We'll alter our procedures so in the future when you catch us with our hands in the cookie jar, you know that we weren't trying to steal the cookie. It's just a test grab. I know that lame excuse would go over at our house. How is it that if the red-headed Republican stepchild 
Republican stepchild tried that, they'd be in big trouble. But somehow the Democratic golden child always seems to get away with it. That's an email. Well, that's a reference to the uh, te- the test ballots found in the mm-hmm. election officials' car. Mm-hmm. Uh, while it was not as bad in Ogden, talking about the voting, the lines, I guess, as described by your caller yesterday, there were delays and confusion, printer and other connectivity problems, et cetera, in Sydney. Sydney, I've never been so dissatisfied with the voting process as today, Lou wrote yesterday. Uh, another listener says, I voted at Parkland College and was in and out within five minutes. I've never had any problem voting in Champaign County. I apologize that some callers and texters have received multiple vote-by-mail applications, which is required by Illinois state statute, but they cannot take five minutes to unregister on the county clerk website. It's not that hard. Also, I have no sympathy for people like Chapin Rose, who have had two weeks to vote early and now decide they don't want to wait in long lines on Election Day. I had a third-grade teacher that once told me a lack of planning on your part doesn't constitute an emergency on my part. So, well, let me just uh, let me just uh, amplify on that point. Remember four years ago when everybody, the students, all waited till the last minute, and then they, there was a big line, and uh, the Democrats accused uh, Gordy Holton of uh, you know he hated students, he didn't want them to vote, he's trying to suppress a Democratic vote. Well, the same thing happened yesterday. We had the big long lines at the. Uh, at the University Union, because the students all waited until the last minute to vote, and then they showed up, and we had the big lines. But I haven't heard anything this morning about anybody trying to suppress a student vote. <laughs> all right. Uh, your thoughts on all of this? Uh, Patrick Finkston from the Illinois will join us in the second hour. Um, just um, the Republican big tsunami that everybody was thinking was going to happen. I know uh, at least uh, when you get on conservative radio, Clay and Buck, uh, it'd be interesting to see what they say today on their show, because... They were ready to have a big party with a tsunami, and uh, it did not happen. Yeah, you know, and, I think you got to be careful about th- that sort of thing because when you're predicting the future, uh, you know, that's a little tough. And so you may think you know, but, but you don't know for sure. And you had a whole lot of people that were right out on the edge and said, yeah, this is exactly what's going to happen, and it's going to be this, that, and the other. And, you know, it didn't happen. So people might want to keep that in mind next time. Do you think um, abortion, the Trump, Drove a, those are two big things Democrats trumpeted. Well, the in all their uh, campaigns. Uh, the polls showed that <laughs> once again we're back to the polls. <laughs> the unreliable polls showed yeah. that those were those were way down the list of uh, priorities uh, that uh, people are mostly concerned about the economy and that the maybe the the attack on democracy. Uh, by the way, if the Republicans take the House, does that mean the democracy is? Uh, no longer going to function, <laughs> or will, will Congress still uh, still meet and do what they yeah, do? Yeah. Um, and the business about uh, abortion, you know, well, sure, abortion probably appealed to uh, a small segment of the voters who really felt very, very strongly about it. But I, my sense is that it, that it played a role, but not a big one. I Did. mean, the Democrats sure hit it hard. I mean, there's no question mm-hmm. they hit it hard. That was the mm-hmm. holy grail. Well, every every ad you heard from a Democrat mentioned abortion. Abortion and threat yeah. to democracy, mm-hmm. and uh, even to the extent of misrepresenting their opponents' positions on abortion. By the way, I think the race in uh, in Champaign County uh, for, for Congress, you know, the Democrats, I think, uh, when they drew the maps, said we're going to win 14 to 17. That was the way they drew the maps. Mm-hmm. 14 and 17 yesterday. That's the way it turned out. (laughs) (laughs) So why did we even bother to vote? (laughs) (laughs) It's always amazing to me anymore how many, even in some of the county board races, how many of the 
there's no candidate. Right. There's no you candidate. Know, because, because it's like, well, you're not going to win, so. Well, why would you run? Why would you run? Yeah, that's exactly why right. Why spend the money? Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the things they were talking about last night is that the, the country has been so gerrymandered um, by both parties that really they're only a relative handful of races that are even uh, comp- mm-hmm. competitive. So the idea that that we're going to have any big swings one way or the other by one party or the other uh, doesn't apply anymore because so many so many districts, the vast majority, are, are no longer competitive. And what's happened in those districts, if you're a Republican in some districts that are drawn a certain way or they're heavily conservative, if you're not conservative enough, you get primaried. Right. And if you're on the Democratic side, if you're not far enough left, you get primaried. And in well, some parts of the country. Is, yeah, the gerrymandering has basically, we talk about we don't like extremes in politics. Well, gerrymandering has contributed dramatically to the extremes in, in, in politics. Mary Miller, uh, 15th district, basically 70% of the vote, 75% of the vote. There's no way in the world uh, she could possibly lose. And she is what you would call a strident uh, Republican. Then you have people up in Chicago like Jan Schakowsky. Uh she is a strident left-wing Democrat. She's the polar opposite of Mary Miller. Well, okay, that's what you get. You want to gerrymander? You don't want to have competitive districts, which encourage uh, elected officials to reach out to the middle ground voter? Okay, that's what you got. That's mm-hmm. We've asked for it, and that's what we got. 926, let's go to the phones here, visiting with Jim Dye the day after. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you, sir? Good, what's up? Well, I had a question. I, uh, I'd almost challenge the news gazette again. I saw that Aaron Ammons made a claim of cyber threat against his server, and nowhere else did that happen other than Kinky Key said that. We have the same system, and we're not seeing that. I'm hoping that Aaron called the FBI. I'm hoping that he preserves his servers. I hope the news gazette does a FOIA request to make sure that that's true instead of him having another issue that he's trying to cover for. I just thought it was in poor taste to say it was cyber threats that made the front news of national newspapers when he made that claim. And I would like to lay down the challenge to the News Gazette to follow through to see if that really actually occurred or if that was untruthful. Well, all I can say is I think we'll do our best. Um, Clerk's office is not very easy to deal with, so we'll just have to see how it works out. <laughs> it, well, and, and, and that herein lies the point is, but yet they reelected him. And it, it, six points, that's... I think it was six points, or at least 6,000 votes, um, when it's all said and done. People must like this. And that's what I don't understand is we continue to have these problems with the clerk's office, and yet he continually wins. Well, he's won twice. He's won twice. But I'd challenge you, Mr. Dye, to to look into this. I'd like to to see if the news is that will reach out to his office to see if he called the FBI. And I'd like to see if we can maintain those servers before he destroys them to see if, in fact, (laughs) a cyber attack did occur or if he did. He's being untruthful about it. Thank you for your time. Hey, Chris, thank you. Appreciate you calling. Uh, thanks for your card, by the way. You sent me here recently. I appreciate that. The, uh, you know, people get the government that they want and that they deserve. Well, not necessarily what they want, but that, that they deserve. They, they vote for Aaron Ammons, and they voted for uh, uh, the sheriff, or re-elected the sheriff. Yeah, Dustin Harmon, yeah. This is what the Democrats control Champaign County, and this is what they want, and this is what they got. Now, one thing different about Champaign County, Champaign County was one of just three out of 108 election jurisdictions in the state that made all of its polling places universal voting center so that any voter could vote at any polling place. Uh, One of the other two, the Chicago Board of Election Commissioners, didn't have any of the issues reported in Champaign County. I should say I voted at the library yesterday and it was not a problem at all. Mm Mm-hmm. 
All right, 217-356-9397. What are you feeling today? What are you thinking? Uh, the Republicans look like they're going to take the House, although it's going to be – some people were predicting they'd pick up 40 seats. They may only get about 10 or so, or whatever it is they wind up being. They're going to have a narrow majority if they have it, and they still haven't officially nailed it down. Senate could be again 50-50 with Kamala, Kamala Harris uh, the deciding vote, or if the Republicans can win three of the four that are still out there, uh, which includes Wisconsin, Nevada, Georgia, and Arizona, they would have a, a 51-49 majority, barely. So we got divided government, folks, and we're kind of stuck there and uh, polarized quite a bit. 929, back in a moment. Nine thirty-two. Get an update from CBS here in a moment with Jim Dye. Patrick Finkson will jump in with us here after the next hour, and let's go to Carl. See what he thinks. Hi, Carl. Yeah, uh, I noticed in one area that I was checking on the election that there were listed as other one for the Senate, two other. <coughs> so if that's the case. Uh, if somebody gets 50% of the Senate, uh, I mean 50 uh, senators, who does that uh, uh, party have the majority then? Is that how it works? Uh, yeah, here's here's how that works. I mean, there's a senator from Maine who professes to be an independent, but he caucuses with the Democrats and he votes Democratic, and he's a Democrat, but he runs as an independent. And since he caucuses with the Democrats, uh, he's considered a Democrat. So uh, that's an independent there, and uh, but not really. And he and so he's part of the Democratic uh, current Democratic major, majority. I guess it's fifty fifty, but with Kamala Harris, so he's part of the fifty Democrats. So that's where they, it's it's just yeah. where that individual chooses to caucus with. If you get elected as an independent, you can either caucus with the Democrats or the Republicans or nobody and. The guy's name is Seamus somebody, I think. The senator from Maine mm-hmm. who's yeah. got some kind of weird name, but he's very popular yeah, there. Maine has always been kind of a wild card. It has been. Yeah. It has well, been. So that's the well, answer. There, well, the other one was – there was also one other listed as other, but uh, – Well, there was, a, in, there was a very unusual race in um, Utah where Mike Lee, the incumbent senator, was challenged by a Republican – uh, who was running as an independent but was supported by Democrats. <laughs> and, uh, and I think Mike Lee won that race. So I, I, if there are any others out there, I don't know about them. <laughs> okay. They're wolves in sheep clothing. Uh, yeah. That's what yeah. they are. <laughs> well, yeah, oh. I went. Uh, okay. I'll let you get to the news. Okay. Bye. Thank you, Carl. Appreciate it. News this hour brought to you by our friends at First Midbank and Trust, providing financial solutions since 1865. Visit firstmid.com to find out more. CBS News with the latest and see if they have some more updated numbers. We'll do that here next. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Why don't you just meet me in the middle? I'm losing my mind just a little. So why don't you just meet me in the middle? In the middle. 9.38. Penny for your thoughts with Jim Dye. He'll be with me for both hours. Patrick Pinkson will join us after the news. If you want to discuss the election, you can here. You can do it over a meal at the Beef House, too. You can do it over there. Drive over to Indiana. See how they're feeling over there and say hi to Bob and Bonnie Wright. They're Purdue Boilermakers. He's a big Purdue guy. They won their uh, game last night. I saw Bruce Weber doing color last night. I think he'd be very interesting to hear because, you know, the guy can't shut up. (laughs) He's very good. Oh, he's excellent. I mean, he's always so uh, forthright uh, when when we dealt with him in the past. And so I'm sure he'll keep that that practice going. And you can talk to Bob and Bonnie Wright about that or anything else or just say hello to him. Tell him hello for us. Uh, Get a great meal, steak. Chicken, pock, uh, pork, pasta, seafood. Maybe you want just a salad. You can do that. Uh, you can, of course, get the great beef house rolls. Exit 4, Covington, Indiana. We've told you many times. It's just uh, right inside the Indiana state line. You go past the Indiana Visitor Center, another three miles, and you're there. 939 at DWS. Bob is with us here this morning. Hi, Bob. Hey, good morning, Brian. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Uh, well, you know, I, uh, I waited till the last day to vote because, you know, I, I thought I might need to see just maybe one more political ad. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, but, uh, seriously, uh, one of the ads that I found personally, particularly disturbing was, um, the ad that Nikki, uh, uh, ran against Reagan Deering, where she basically claimed that because Reagan Deering inherited a lot of money. That made her unqualified to uh, be able to relate to the average voter. And what I wonder is if any journalists out there, and, and so, Jim, maybe you, you can answer this question for me. Will, will any journalist approach her and say, we know you feel this way. Uh, do you therefore feel that J.B. Pritzker is, is unable to relate uh, to the common person, uh, given that this is your feeling? Um, I'll, and then the second question I have is, uh, well, not question, but comment. And this is to my fellow uh, Republicans. Uh, let us hope that uh, Donald Trump does not re-enter the arena. Uh, one of the reasons why I believe the Democrats have done so well is because there is that uh, potential anticipation that he's going to come back. And I may be voting Democrat for the first time in 2024 if he re-enters the race. Um, so. There you go. I'd like to hear your comments, Jim. Thanks a lot, guys. Sure. Well, okay, you, with Bob. respect to uh, Donald Trump, uh, get ready to be disappointed because I think he's indicated he's going to announce next week that he's mm-hmm. that he's running again. So we can all look forward to that, and I'm sure it will be a very unappetizing prospect for many, many people, including Republicans. Uh, secondly, with respect to Nikki Budzinski's uh, ad, that was a clear appeal to class uh, resentments. Uh, and, of course, she does not feel the same way against J.B. Pritzker because she was uh, part of his administration. And she uh, depended on his campaign contributions and his support of this campaign. So, uh, no, it was complete and total hypocrisy, just knowing that uh, there are people out there who resent the rich. So she can say, well, Reagan Deering inherited money, therefore she's a bad person and vote for me. And it was strictly a political appeal. Two things are going to be interesting to see what happens now. 
is and Trump indicated it seemed on the radio he was on with Clay and Buck yesterday indicated he's probably going to announce what do you do if you're a Republican with DeSantis who was so strong in Florida won by whatever it was 15 20 points I mean that's amazing in Florida which used to be razor thin which he won a very close election four years ago what, what do you do if you're a Republican now with DeSantis and or Trump uh, well, my advice would be to stick with DeSantis, but you know that's going to be very nasty because Donald Trump is a very divisive force. He's already attacked uh, DeSantis, calling him last week in a speech Ron De Sanctimonious. So he's uh, very jealous of uh, rivals. Uh, he's going to go after anybody who challenges him or who is an opponent of his. So I expect it's going to be pretty ugly and. Uh, uh, I would personally hope that the Republicans would tire of all the drama associated with uh, Trump and, and look to the future and not the past, but we'll see. Well, at the national level, the Democrats are going to go after DeSantis, if it's him. Well, yeah, they'll they'll go after they're him. already going to. It doesn't matter what whose name it is, but yeah. the Trump. line The line already is that DeSantis is even worse than Trump. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, they've got that. They've got their uh, bumper stickers all printed sure. <laughs> Well, Trump's a good, uh, for the Democrats at the national level, he's a good scarecrow. You know, you put him up there. And oh, you, absolutely. You know, I mean, every time you need something, you push, throw it up there. And when he threw his weight around to uh, <clears throat> help get the Republicans to nominate his candidate for governor, governor in um, Pennsylvania. Well, that guy lost in a landslide. He threw his weight around to get Dr. Oz nominated uh, in Pennsylvania, even though Dr. Oz wasn't actually from Pennsylvania. Well, apparently he lost to someone that I don't know how you could possibly lose an election to, this uh, Fetterman guy. Uh, but uh, no, he's, uh, he's toxic for, for, for the country and for both parties. All right, by the way, the senator from Maine is Angus King. That's right, Angus, not Seamus, Angus. He's independent, and uh, Susan Collins is the other one. She's a Republican. She's a Republican. Yep, 943. Uh, No changes having a Democratic Champaign County board. You still will have the $20 million jail expansion, full funding of the Sheriff's Department, full funding of the state's attorney's office, full funding of the probation department, full funding of Medicaid, of the courthouse, of the circuit clerk's office, Phil says. Uh, last night during the 10 o'clock news, Channel 3 reported winners in all the county races with 100% of precincts reporting. The vote totals were all under 18,000 votes per race. What went wrong there? Under 10% turnout? No way. Well, I think maybe that might have been the Champaign County results. Well, that and just the the mail-in ballots haven't been counted, right? Yeah, well, there was certainly a lot more <laughs> higher turnout yeah. than 18,000 in yeah. in Champaign County. I mean, I'm looking at the... Uh, Numbers right now, ballots cast total 59,000, yeah. uh, absentee 4,800, early vote 18,000, election day 36,000. So th- those, those numbers were wrong. All right. Let's For go. what reason, I don't know. Yep. Let's go back to the phones. Jim is with us. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you both? Good. Good. <laughs> okay. I'm not a conspiracy theory person. But I vote out in Southwest Champaign at Curtis and Windsor. There's a church out there. I voted out there for years. Yesterday, I went in there about 10 till 1. And I drove past there three or four times during the day. And there were quite a few people in the parking lot. And uh, every time I went past. So I, 
I think there's been more people voting yesterday out there than I've ever seen before. Because every time I went past, there's 20, 25 cars out there. Anyway, I go in there, I uh, filling out my ballot. I sat at a table because there were so many people in the tent areas. And I said, I have no problem with that. But I could tell the two or three gentlemen previous to me, they're trying to feed their ballots into the machine and the machine's not taking it. And then the gentleman is like, well, feed it upside down, feed it upside down with the front going, feed it upside down with the back going, feed it, feed it upside down or right side up with front, feed it right. Tried like 15, 16 times. The next guy, same thing. Same thing with me. The machine would not take it. Now, again, <laughs> I wish I could have took a video of it. Mm-hmm. At that point, they said, well, there's a there's a little drop box. Emergency bin. Lock- em- emergency bin. Emergency. Yeah, yeah. Right, right underneath. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. They I did said, that well, the other day. We're going yep. to un- unlock this. And, and you can put this in here. And I, I said, well, I'm half tempted to sit here on the sidelines until Aaron Ammons or somebody comes out here. I want to see that thing go in the darn machine. And I, I don't understand how we've got two months of early voting or six weeks. And there were long lines at several places. And everybody there was very nice. I stood there for about 15 more minutes. The next three or four people that tried to feed their ballots in wouldn't take it. So they unlocked that little tray and put it in there. But Jim Evans, the conservative, wants to see that number go into that computer. We've spent all this money on this new equipment. And on voting day, they're not accepting paper ballots. It, it yeah. just doesn't okay. look good. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying Aaron Ammons or anybody is doing anything wrong. I'm just saying it looked really bad to me, mm-hmm. and it looked really bad to the other six Republicans that we talked about it out in the parking lot. So, mm-hmm. again, uh, equipment messes up, and I apologize for taking more time than I need to. Okay. But in uh, his one more thing, real quick, and as far as his underling having ballots sitting in her car on her seats and on the floorboards. I don't care whether they're test ballots or not. It doesn't look good. If you're in the business of running, running elections, you need to keep those in a briefcase. You need to keep them in a envelope. You need, they should not be sitting yeah. in public view in a parking lot on your seats and on your floorboards. And God bless Julia Reitz for standing up for Aaron and saying, oh, this just makes him look bad. Well, it should make him look bad. Hmm. They need to keep these things under lock and key or in a briefcase and certainly not in a, not a seat yeah. in a car. Okay. Thank Anyways, you. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was a story right the day of or a couple of days before the election. There was a lawsuit. Anna Benjamin was presented with all of that. So anyway, yeah, I don't know if there's much to say about it. Yeah, I don't know what to say about it. But 
That's what's another uh, election day in Champaign County. All right, 949, <laughs> back in a moment here with Jim Dye. on a penny for your thoughts, day after the election, or at least (laughs) the last day to vote, as it turns out, and they're still counting votes. Republicans' red wave did not happen. Some people, I thought, got way out in front of their skis, predicted a red tsunami. Uh, That didn't happen either, and uh, so they may still get control of the House, which is a big deal still. You get to run all the committees and do all the things. Um, Just won't have as big a majority. Well, yeah, that's pretty much kind of... There's not going to be any more legislation. <clears throat> if the Republicans take the House, there's not going to be any more legislation in the second two years of the Joe Biden term <clears throat> like the legislation passed in the first two years. I mean, it's just it's just not going to get out of yeah. the... Stalemate, basically. Yeah, that's exactly right. Zoe's with us. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Brian. Are you guys recovering? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, short <laughs> night, but it's good. I was up late, so... Um, okay, I wanted to... I know you all don't like President Trump, but I'm going to say a couple things. He did Marco Rubio a huge favor, and you know he used to call him Little Marco. But he went down to Miami and did a rally for Marco, really. And so don't don't sell him short on political acumen, because he knows. Uh, the other thing is um, the DeSantis crack that he, that he made, I think from what I'm reading, that was really more aimed at the people funding DeSantis, uh, there, that, which is which is problematic. He's got some go-pay funders that some of us don't care for. Now, I would vote for DeSantis in the New York Minute, and I wish I lived in Florida. But I'm just saying things are not perfect. Also, um, you know, Roger Stone, who is known as a political trickster, but I'll tell you, he knows where the bodies are buried, and he knows a lot. He let DeSantis know about some fraud in Florida uh, that has not been addressed. Now, DeSantis has done a lot about fraud making uh, certain kinds of, I guess, election fraud a class three felony or something. And so it's it's stopped a lot of it. But there's also been some that hasn't been addressed. And so I'm not saying that to slam DeSantis because I really do like him. But I'm just saying things are not always quite what they seem. So. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Zoe. Appreciate you. Anybody who would sell Donald Trump short in terms of 2024 hasn't been paying attention. I mean, he got elected president. He he has a constituency out there. Um, My uh, my personal objection to Donald Trump is he is so toxic personally that uh, and divisive uh, that he alienates people who might be otherwise disposed to. to the message of the Republican Party as compared to the, the message of the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. As as I have read about, uh, you know, de-sanctimonious uh, DeSantis, uh, you know, he likes to label people, and I understand that he, from what, reading, that he has been testing insult lines with his friends, and that uh, de-sanctimonious is one that tr- he tried, and it didn't <laughs> go over very well because he yeah. was speaking to an audience that actually liked Ron DeSantis. Yeah. So, uh Trump's in it for to win it for himself, and it's kind of like rule or ruin with him. Uh, you don't if you don't if the Republicans don't go along with him, then he will be he will be as hard on them as he, he was on the Democrats yeah. and Hillary. 
But anyhow, look, Joe Biden is president now. Donald Trump was his pre- predecessor. There's obviously anybody can get elected president. <laughs> and don't sell anybody short. Hey, even Julia Reitz could get elected president. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> Julia Reitz for president. How you doing, Julia? <laughs> no, Julia is perfectly happy to stay right where she is. No, we're going to draft you. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. I don't think my husband would appreciate that. Yeah. But. He could, be first, was, he could be first husband. Come on. He could. He would be very good at it, yeah. yes. Um, so I called because I was listening, and I heard your caller um, talking about my comment about the lawsuit, and I just wanted to clarify um, if that's all right. Yeah, sure. So a million percent agree with what your caller said about being um, more careful, and that has been discussed and was part of the resolution of the whole situation where, and Aaron completely agreed as well. Um, His clerk, Michelle, is just absolutely mortified. That's Michelle Jett you're talking about? Yes, that her, you know, sloppiness created such a firestorm at the last minute. Um, and we agreed with the with Jim McGuire's attorney and Jim, you know, that moving forward when you test things, because you have to test the printer to make sure it works, that you'll save those pieces of paper and preserve them, you know, and they won't be laying around in your car. What was outrageous to me was the way that came about. Um, and maybe I am naive or whatever, but a phone call... <laughs> that day um if you weren't if they weren't comfortable with bringing it to aaron's attention to me you know to my office to um to somebody who could have resolved that issue in that moment um rather than waiting until the friday before the election after hours to go to a judge and get a court order that we then had to spend all weekend responding to um that could have been resolved. This all just goes to the, the ramping up of the emotions and the fear and the paranoia that doesn't do anyone any good in the long run. That makes it more difficult to find people who are willing to play the roles that we need in order to make our elections run smoothly. That's what was outrageous to me. And I've had that discussion with um, local Republicans and said, you know, from now on, call me. Mm-hmm. We're here to make sure things run appropriately. If there was something inappropriate, I assure you, we would have handled it, you know, in, in that vein. We would have made sure that, you know, that it was being addressed as it should have. So I just wanted to follow up with that. Well, very I wasn't good. trying to, not trying to make excuses for anyone. Yeah. What was outrageous to me was the gamesmanship that I felt was being played. Hmm. Yeah, at the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. V- very good, Julia. Hey, thank you. All right. I appreciate happy, you. Happy day after election. I'm looking forward to hearing from Patrick. All right. Thank you. We will do so. Appreciate that. All right. That. Thanks. Thanks for the promo. Yeah, he's next. Uh, after the news, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. CBS News. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart. 
on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. All right, welcome back. Hour number two on this day after the November 8th election year, the midterm, still counting votes in several states, still control of the Congress, uh, still there. Republicans favor, though, to take the House. Senate is still a 50-50 proposition here, potentially, and we'll talk about all of that. We've been visiting with Jim Dye uh, here this morning uh, during the first hour. I got a lot of texts and a lot of emailers and a lot of talk. So we're just going to jump right back into it here. So, uh, Jim, welcome back. And uh, Patrick Finkston is with us. How you doing, Patrick? Good morning, boys. Hey, good to have you on. Good to be here. Good yeah. to see you. Yeah. How late were you up last night? Uh, about 5. 5 a.m.? Whoa. <laughs> now, you did some, uh, I got, you did some TV yeah, last got, night, I right? Got home, yeah, I got home from WGN about midnight and then had to go back through and watch speeches and look at numbers and start writing. Well, we're going to jump right back into the calls, if that's okay. we got a full bank here, and we'll just start talking, and we'll get your thoughts on everything as we go. So you're just, you're just jumping in with us. Uh, so let's go to Liz. How you doing, Liz? I'm doing okay. Um, I think Mr. Dye made a comment about that Mr. Rose could have uh, voted early. No, well, no, I didn't make that comment. I, I did not make that comment. So we had a listener well, say that. a listener that. who made yeah. that comment. Somebody did on the radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just read. I just read the text. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to say there's many of us that prefer the the election day. I'm an old timer, and I prefer the election day. I agree. I do and too. A lot of other people preferred it because that's why there was waiting lines. And I voted at the Lake of the Woods, and the, in the morning there was long lines, and I just can't stand that long. So I waited till the afternoon. Well, I went over, and Chafe and Rose saw me, and he said, if you want to go somewhere else, and he told me where I could go and probably get in vote much earlier, and I did, um, And I, over on uh, Turkey Farm Road and State Street, mm-hmm. there's a church, and there were only four people working, and those they told me they had not had a chance to have a, a break, uh, uh, bre- any breakfast or lunch, and here it was probably about 4 o'clock or so when I was there. And I really feel sorry for the, the election judges because that's it's a big job. And it is. Years ago when I was election judge, we always had plenty of help, and you could take a bathroom break and once in a while grab something to eat. We were always busy, but these people are really um, so, so busy. I appreciate all the election judges and what they've done. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, Liz. Yeah, you have a good day, Brian. Thank you. You too. Enjoy hearing from me with Jim Dye and Patrick Finkston. All right, Patrick, real quick, your big picture thoughts. This was a uh, wide uh, repudiation of the modern Republican Party, specifically by suburban voters. Um, I think this election was less about... uh, positives of jb pritzker and negatives of darren bailey and the republican brand could you give us a breakdown on how the things are shaking out in the house and the senate in terms of 
majorities and super majorities and 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 who won and who lost. You're talking Illinois. You're talking Illinois. State talking House Illinois. or, yeah, state or Congress? State okay. House and Senate. Well, so I had about 22 targeted House races. Uh, as of now, it looks like Democrats are going to expand their majority in the House. Uh, they picked up two Republican seats um, and three uh, new-ish uh, seats, uh, kind of seats that didn't have an incumbent that were kind of new territory. Uh, Republicans look like they're going to pick up one um, one House district uh, way down in East St. Louis, which was kind of a surprise, uh, and then one DuPage County district. It looks like they're going to pick up another uh, another Deanne Mazaki, who's from Elmhurst. I know, Jim, you've got a little bit of a, a crush on her. Uh-huh. Uh, she's she's only up by 164 votes. Really? Uh, and if the um, if the uh, late arriving the mail in ballots uh, stick to what. Uh, they've they've trended towards she'll probably lose. Um, Jim Durkin has already announced this morning he's out. Uh, he's not going to seek another term, and uh, it's not a surprise after the drubbing uh, that they took last night. The fact that they aren't raising any money uh, it's it it, it it it's an incredibly embarrassing night for for House Republicans, especially going in when you thought there were some potential uh, pickups for them. Uh, Republicans lost both Supreme Court districts. Uh, some of those had some some dirty tricks involved. Uh, and uh, the Senate is going to be a little bit better for Republicans. Um, they, they picked up a Metro East district, though they lost the uh, $6 million uh, Springfield area district. Um, they did pick up one in the suburbs. Um, so and- that's a Turner district? That's the Turner. They lost the Turner district. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Mike Hastings, who's the um, embattled uh, suburban on by like Democrat. A, well, so he's, Patrick Sheehan, the Republican, leads by 68 votes. <laughs> oh, um, but again, this is probably one where late arriving mail-in ballots will probably break toward Hastings. And if he manages to win re-election after essentially every Democrat in the, the state has called on him to resign, Except for Don Harmon, uh, it's going to be pretty awkward in in those Senate caucus meetings. Hmm. Ten well, fifteen. He can, he can just leave them behind by announcing he's running for governor. <laughs> now, Mike Marin did he did he hang on? I saw some numbers on him that were a little surprising. So i i I don't know whether the AP numbers that I'm seeing are accurate or not. Um, I'm only showing him up by eight hundred votes uh, or seven hundred votes. Um, I I need. Champaign County has become a black hole of election results, so it's it's almost impossible to keep up. Um, so I need to go back in and dig dig through those. Can, uh, can you explain it, what you mean when you say is Champaign County has become a black hole of election results? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that Gordy Holton is a friend of mine. So so I think it's it's clear to uh, to to know that I have some bias here. But um, when when uh, Holton was uh, county clerk. There was more transparency, uh, faster results, uh, early and absentee ballots uh, were out to us by 715. Um, so we had at least a sense of uh, where those early votes were going, the sense of 
some numbers are starting to be tabulated. I I couldn't find a, a link to Champaign County election results until I saw one on Twitter after midnight. Um, the the cyber attack BS makes no sense, uh, especially after SISA, the federal agency that oversees uh, election security uh, issues, cybersecurity issues had the vendor in the room and they said yeah there's there's nothing going on it's mm. it, it's it's troublesome to see uh this sort of ineptitude in in the clerk's office all right let's go back to the phones patrick finkston with the illinois is with us former staffer here at dws was on our news team for several years uh, jim die with the news gazette talking about the election here's matt how you doing matt hi doing pretty good i was just had a couple comments i was an election judge yesterday and I just wanted to, to bring up a couple of things about ballots and the emergency bin that the other gentleman had brought up. Yeah. One of people realize that when we start, we have a count of every piece of blank paper that will could potentially become a ballot. And we have that. And at the end of the night, every piece of paper has to be accounted for either as a voted ballot or as a blank piece of paper, or as a spoiled ballot, or as a provisional ballot, or whatever type of ballot it is. So if you started out with, you know, a thousand ballot potential ballots, you have to have a thousand pieces of paper at the end of the night, and it has to be counted and has to match. So it's pretty. That was kind of surprising to me as a first-time election judge that there was that much uh, emphasis put on the number of pieces of paper that could become ballots. And so you really, you really do bookkeeping at the end of the night, and it takes a little while because you got to count. Well, well sure, you don't want to. Since there's a printer at every, you know, uh, every election or every polling place, you know, you don't want some partisan election judge to to start printing off ballots that don't match, uh, you know, the the number of votes that come in. So yeah, absolutely, there's there's a check and balance on those things. Oh yeah, and another. Another problem there is with the, with the ballots themselves, you know, they're saying they weren't being accepted. I know one of the things we did, there's, there's these black marks all around the edges of the ballot. I think those are, they call them timing marks. I think they identify what the ballot is because we can have any sort of ballot at any polling place for the county. And then if there's any, these things are black, dark black. And if it doesn't print, if, if you get a light printing or you get, white spots on it or maybe a stray mark because your printer you know i had an issue with my printer that uh it was leaving stray marks because we had a jam and the toner seemed to get spread out onto the subsequent ballot so i we quit using that printer uh because we were afraid that the ballots wouldn't be accepted hmm. so and you always print a couple ballots in the beginning to make sure all these black marks are are there and full so you know they'll go to the tabulator and then the second the other part is if they don't go into the tabulator, you know, as the gentleman said, you try to do it every different direction, and then you put it in the emergency bin. At the end of the night, everything that goes in the emergency bin, you try again to put it through, and if it's not, if it doesn't go through, then you have to remake the ballot so it will go through the tabulator. Hmm. And then to do that, you have to, there's a whole procedure for remaking a ballot, and you have to have a Democrat and a Republican judge watching the remaking of the ballot. Hmm. Yep. And then, unfortunately, in Champaign County, I was told there was not a Republican judge for every polling place. So at certain precincts, I don't know which ones they are, uh, you could have two Democrat judges remaking a ballot. Hmm. 
All right. Well, to go around. Yeah, that takes up a lot of time. <laughs> well, thank you, Matt. We simply easy closing, and it took us about two hours to finish the process. Yeah. Well, that would explain the delay for sure. Yep. Thank you, Matt. And thank you, thank you for being a judge too. We appreciate that. With Patrick Finkston and Jim Dye, we're talking about the election here as we uh, go along. And uh, let's go to Dawn. How you doing, Dawn? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good. 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 Um, well, I just had a couple things to say. I'm going to try to keep it as short and sweet as possible. Um, I try to vote upon what I know about that person and if they're going to do good about, you know, the state and the Congress and, or whatever, you know, and I vote like that, but I personally like Republican. Um, the next thing is, um, the sloppiness. I, I mainly called about the sloppiness of Aaron Ammons and, you know, he talks about how good he is and his professionalism and, I don't think he's right for the position. I mean, I really don't because he there was papers left in this lady's car, you know, and that's papers that are important. And I don't understand how if people vote for him and he's in office, how things can possibly go right. Hmm. Well, so I, I really don't feel like he's right for this position. I think Stubber should be the one. Well, you know, he's just, he just got four more years, so you're free to think that, but uh, not uh, much is going to happen. Okay. He's the yeah. man. All righty, Dighty. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Don. <laughs> Thank you. Just have to uh, hold your nose and not think about it. <laughs> Appreciate it. 1022, a quick break. Back with more Patrick Finkston with us and Jim Dye as we talk election here the day after, back after this. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. On a penny for your thoughts, we're back. Day after the election, still counting. Republicans uh, still online, at least, uh, look like they uh, to uh, take over the House by a smaller margin than expected. The Senate is still up for grabs. Visiting with Patrick Finkston, our friend who used to work here with us, who is now with the Illinois. He was on WGN-TV doing some work last night. Uh, he's a big star now, and uh, we're glad to have him with us here today. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll read you some things here. I'll just read them in a row here, and you can comment on any of those. Uh, Trump continues to help the Republicans underperform until they put him in the rearview mirror. They will continue to suffer. I remember when the ballots were counted by the computer at Cap and Gown in Champaign. No problems I can remember being reported. Uh, I'd like to know how many students voted and look at the county races and see how much of a difference the students made, someone says. And the Republicans will most likely win back the House, but whoever the new speaker is will face the same problems that John Boehner and Paul Ryan had, controlling their far right inside the party. It'll be the Marjorie Taylor Greens and Mary Millers that'll make the new House speaker's life difficult. So take your pick there, Patrick. You remember, uh, did you ever hear what John Boehner said about um, being speaker? 
Uh, he called it trying to keep 218 frogs in a wheelbarrow. Um, <laughs> so it, it was, you know, it's not an easy job under the best of circumstances. Uh, it, it's and yeah, if if Republicans have a five seat majority in the House, which which one is an incredibly it's a gigantic letdown for Republicans nationally after la uh, last night. Um, he's he's gonna he's probably still gonna have to deal with some sort of challenge from his right flank, uh, even though they're not saying so yet. Uh, even if it's just quiet machinations in DC speak, but um, it's it, it's gonna be incredibly difficult for anybody in Washington to govern over the next two years. If it hasn't been hard enough for anyone to govern over the last six. Um, I, I think, you know, I think nationally you saw a repudiation of Trumpism specifically in the suburbs. I think in Illinois, it was a, it was a, a combination of a rejection of Trump. Uh, but, but I do think that people were maybe, uh, more specifically voting against Darren Bailey again, specifically in the, um, in the suburbs. Yeah, there's no question. Darren Bailey was a was a loser uh, from the get go uh, after the primary. You got to congratulate uh, Governor Pritzker for subsidizing his campaign in the in the primary to make sure he could run against him. But no, Pritzker or Bailey was never going to fly. He's just too. He's a, he's a Southern Illinois strong conservative, and that isn't going to fly in a state like the state like Illinois. It mm -hmm. just it's just not going to work, and was never going to work. You think JB's got grander ambitions, Patrick? Oh, I mean, if you if you listened to what he said last night, he he spent more than half of his speech on national talking points. You know, it, it was not a, a state based speech. I mean, it was to the fake patriots and their enablers. You don't love the United States if you're not willing to defend it against a man who would destroy it. Donald Trump is a modern is the modern embodiment of tyranny that our founders feared the most. So don't lecture us about norms or typical political practices against a party that nominates anti-Semites and racists and anti-immigrant zealots. Appeasement and complacency do not work. You know what works? Winning works. Tell me that doesn't sound like a guy that wants to run nationally. <laughs> you know, it's it's I, I've always been kind of struck by the ferocity of his rhetoric uh, he he really um i guess he's I would a say firebrand he, he's almost yeah he's, he's he borders on being belligerent in terms of his contempt for uh, mm -hmm. his opposition yeah and but here's another one until the republican party is ready to expel the extremists in their midst we need to do it for them at the ballot box you don't get to wave a moderate flag from your front porch while you're having a picnic in the backyard with insurrectionists well, yeah, that sounds I, pretty I wonder national. how that rhetoric was going to fly outside of the state of Illinois, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that was that was aimed directly for MSNBC. That's why he came out early. Uh, that's why, you know, they wanted national networks to pick it up before uh, before, you know, any results were coming in hot and heavy. Uh, th this everything they did last night was a calculated move to make him look like a uh, a serious national candidate if Joe Biden doesn't run for re-election. Mm -hmm. So on the Republican side, uh, Ron DeSantis did very well, won by double digits in Florida, which used to be close. He barely won that race four years ago. So should Republicans move on and go to DeSantis, do you think? Do I think Republicans should go to DeSantis? Yeah, I mean, should that? No, no, no because no. he's he's 
you know, he's Trump light. He's a less charismatic Trump. Uh, I, I don't I don't think the Republican future is with anybody who who follows that line of crazy. Uh, I, I think, you know, and I, I said this on TV last night that especially in Illinois, Republicans need to stop thinking about purity. This Dan Proft uh, purity test of, you know, anti-gay, anti-transgender, anti-homo, you know, anti-immigrant, anti anti everyone that's not a white Christian who prays the same and does the same as you do. And and it's time for Republicans to start building their themselves a, a a grassroots movement and making that tent bigger. People like Dan Prof, people like Darren Bailey, people like Donald Trump, they're shrinking the Republican Party. They're shrinking the tent. And that's not how you win. Well, uh, who would you have? I mean, is there somebody out there like that? I mean, I'm probably the wrong guy to talk oh. to about <laughs> about a about a presidential nominee because I'm, you know, I'm I've essentially been expelled from the Republican Party at this point. Mm. But um, you know, I, I if if Donald Trump's running, I'm begging Liz Cheney to get in the race, either mm. in the primary or as a third party candidate, because somebody needs to to stop him because it's not a recipe for success in a traditional primary. I don't know that a guy like, you know, Larry Hogan can win a Republican primary right now. I don't know that a guy like, you know, uh, you know, Mike DeWine, who uh, he's probably too old to run. I don't, I don't know who exactly it would be, but after uh, Biden, is anybody too old to run? Well, I mean, that's, that's fair. I mean, but you know, and, uh, it, and and I I do I do believe that Biden probably doesn't run again. Oh, I don't see how um, he can possibly run again. You know, I think I think he wants to, uh, but but I think everyone around him sees that he's he's clearly slowing down. Uh, he doesn't have the um, the hold on his administration that I hoped he would have. You know, when he was elected, and and let's be clear, he won the election. Uh, any conservative, any Republican who tells you he didn't win the election is lying to you. Um, he won the election, and I hoped he would be uh, the Uncle Joe that we all loved that would would moderate things, would, would kind of bring some of our rhetoric back to the center. Because Joe Biden's not a fire-breathing leftist. He's He's been a... a uh, the ultimate Washington insider that that gets things done and is you know is a backslapper and likable guy and you know he's he's been drawn so far to the left by by Republicans in the House and and by his the people in his administration that you know when he's talking policy he doesn't even sound like the same guy anymore. Hmm. Patrick Finkson with us from the Illinois and uh, Jim Dye from the News Gazette. Scott's up next. Hi, Scott. Hey, how you guys? Good. Um, two questions and a comment. All right. Uh, Asking uh, uh, Jim Dyer or, or uh, Mr. Princeton uh, <laughs> on these mail-in ballots, what is to prevent those being copied once an individual gets them at home? What do you mean? Like you, someone would copy it and send multiple ballots in? Sure. Well, there's a signature What's check the on there's a signature check and a barcode on every envelope that gets sent back in with those uh, those those ballots. So, no, it's unless you're 
you know, manufacturing new barcodes, you're not you're not going to get through that line of security. Okay, so and manufacturing that, new that an, and manufacturing that an new signatures. Is that an impossibility? That well, it can't be, yeah, it's it's almost it's almost it's all I would I would call it almost impossible unless you're running some sort of giant AI um, scam. You no know, back scam, but I I don't I. It's not a realistic yep. situation. There are there are hundreds of um, of of lines that that you know whether it's you know, whether it's the way the ballot is printed, whether it's the the signature check, whether it's the barcode, whether it's you know the 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 way that the uh, ballot is is received and processed. It's not a um, it, it's it's not a something that actually would happen. Hmm. Okay, conspiracy I'm, theories I'm just, are fun, but they're not real. No, no, no. It's not a conspiracy theory because they're uh, counterfeiting money. They're stealing checks out of mail, and they're redoing the individual it's going to, and they're doing the individual uh, amounts the checks are, and they're getting away with it. Mm. That's from the Champagne so, Post Office you're talking about, sure. <clears throat> the mailbox, yeah. All right, hey, so thanks, Scott. I, I got to no, move no, on. No, 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 no. No, I'm sorry. I got I got stuff coming here. Let's go to Eric. Go ahead. Uh, for Patrick, um, is Darren Bailey the worst candidate the Republicans have run in recent memory? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you know, in if you go back to, you know, I mean, when did when did Jim Thompson first run seventy six? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you had even you know even George Ryan when uh, people knew that he was probably probably not clean in, in 2002 ran a, or 1998 ran a, a really, um, you know, good race and, and knew how to win, you know, Bill Brady did not run a good race in 2010, but, uh, there was nobody, uh, that, uh, ever really gave Darren Bailey a shot in, in this campaign. And I think it showed. And, uh, one last question, uh, Mary Miller, uh, can you explain who she represents in this area here? Because it's the new drawings are, are, uh, confusing to say the least as far as what areas she actually represents. Well, right. in Champaign Thanks, County, yeah, Champaign County got, uh, carved up into, was it three congressional districts, Jim? Um, cause I, I think, I don't know the answer to that question. I know me, it was, uh, yeah, it's I know there was substantial photography work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Rantoul, Ludlow, Dewey, Fisher, uh, Oakwood, Penfield. I think most, or no, Penfield's not. Um, those are all in the second congressional district. So that's Robin Kelly. Uh, Robin Kelly, who lives in Matson, which is in Southern Cook County, <laughs> and a district that goes all the way up to uh, 43rd and. Uh, Lake Park Avenue, 43rd and Lakeshore Drive, essentially, uh, all the way down to Danville. Um, tell me that's not gerrymandering. Um, Muhammad St. Joe, um, you know, Farmer City, Villa Grove, Tuscola, those all fall into Mary Miller's uh, district. So Tolono, Philo, Sedora, Sydney, um, uh, Whiteheath. Uh, I know those aren't all Champaign County, but mm-hmm. uh, Gifford, Penfield, Flatville, Royal. Uh, Ogden, Homer, they're they're all in Mary Miller's district, and then Champaign-Urbana, Savoy, uh, Bonville, Seymour, Ivesdale, Monticello, Bement are all in the Budzinski district. 
All right. Hey, thank you, Patrick, uh, for all of that. Thanks for the call, Eric. I need another break. Back with more here in just a moment with Patrick Finkston and Jim Dye. Ten forty-one. Penny for your thoughts. Some of these uh, election results may be like a message in a bottle. It might take a while <laughs> to get some of this uh, out west, particularly Arizona, Nevada, and still waiting on Wisconsin, of course, and Georgia could be in a runoff again. So we may not be done with all of that. With Patrick Finkston. All right, uh, got a full bank of calls and a bunch of texts, and I'm trying to get to as much as I can. Mike Marin, real quick, you've got some numbers. Yeah, Patrick? I ran the numbers during the the. Uh, the break for the news. So um, Marin's going to be fine. Uh, he he's got uh, eighteen thousand seven hundred six to Cindy Cunningham's fourteen thousand ninety four. Uh, so that's essentially a fifty seven forty three split. So he'll be fine. Can you explain why the Democrats uh, threw so much money into a race that was such a long shot? Do they just have that much money to throw around? Well, yes. Um, I don't have my um, little cheat sheet in front of me that's still in my bag from last night, but. Uh, I believe that uh, 2018 numbers, uh, Pritzker won that district. Um, And I think they were uh, counting on a really good turnout um, in Champaign-Urbana, which has just been trending more Democratic in in recent years. Uh, And I think, you know, they with with, um, you know, with with Pritzker's money, with Budzinski's money, you know, I thought they may have seen that the coattails would would carry somebody like Cindy Cunningham across. And her, you know, her strategy was interesting because she essentially ran to the right of Mike Marin, <laughs> which you don't see every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. she she's against the tax, gas tax increase. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, Amendment One. How did it fare? Uh, so, as of late last night, about four thirty. I think it was the last time I saw it. Uh, it was uh, at like 58.9 or 58.7%. And I apologize for my dog in the background. Uh, I didn't hear him. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> he's he's barking at something. Oh. Well, good. Um, he's trying to keep everybody awake. Yeah, uh, good for him. We, so we got to have 58, dogs. He's the best thing. 58.7% uh, with 85% of precincts. Uh, reporting so it's short of the 60 percent threshold um i the the other way it can pass is 50 percent of all ballots cast in the state um so there were essentially like 3.8 million ballots cast last night um so far ballpark and i don't have the you know i'll need the full number from the state board later on but you said 50 percent i was thinking that's 60 percent that's for the question itself so it's it's sixty percent on the question itself, where and it's at fifty eight point seven percent now. So you've got two options: it's sixty percent on the question, or fifty percent of all votes cast or all ballots cast in the state. So that means people who didn't vote for it uh, or didn't vote at all on the question. You know, with uh, um, under votes and and you know people who who turned in blank ballots, etc. Uh, and and if if that 3.8 million number holds, it was about, when I looked last night, it was about 5,000 votes past that 50% threshold. So mm. it's going to be close, and we probably won't know the result mm. for, for two weeks. Okay. And by the way, the Muhammad School Board referendum went down. Uh, last we saw, it was way down in the numbers. So Th- That did sorry. not surprise me. I yeah. just think people, if you give people a chance to vote on 
Whether or not they want to pay more taxes, they're going to say no. They're, people are feeling beleaguered right now. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the phones. Jim is with us. How you doing, Jim? Good morning. How's everybody doing? Good. I thought Tom Kasich was the star, not Patrick. <laughs> well, Tom's retired. Tom's retired these days, so. Uh, I'll, I'll retire um, if you want him to come back. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Um, well, obviously, I'm Jim McGuire and and um, been serving the community county for about 10 years, and I just want to say how much I appreciated that, to be able to serve uh, the whole county and try to try to be someone who listened and talked to every side and done. Uh, um, I should point out here that Jim that. is a member of the Champaign County Board and has been for quite a long time. And last night you lost, didn't you, Jim? Yeah, I did. And, uh, of course, that's disappointing. Uh, I'll still be involved in the community. and uh, But I wanted to thank the community um, and say a little bit about the judges last night. I was wandering around to different polling places watching what was going on, especially on c- campus with the students. And the judges, both sides, were trying to do just the you know, fantastic job, almost working like a machine on campus. The biggest issue was is that the um, students, 80% of them at least, were not registered to vote. So you got a long line of voters just showing up and then working through that process. Uh, obviously, they're students. I mean, that that somewhat happens. But um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to thank them. But, you know, the, I don't know if you talked about gerrymandering, um, and its impact across the state and the way p- people kind of treat each other. Uh, my district was gerrymandered, and you know, I lost Toronto in some of those areas. But when you talk about Mary Miller or Rodney Davis, you know, it's an intentional gerrymandering to change the outcome of an election, but it also changes the people that are connected or grouped. So you have this great disparity of conservative like patrick was talking about the liberals and then you know it it creates conflict in those uh group people that are in those districts and that's we have this great divide of message you know i i have to try to you know um put that together to make things happen but when that happens i think you see it in the way people treat each other and the public treats it each well, other, it's pro- so. it's probably anyway. also worth mentioning that that uh, Jim is the the chair of the Champaign County Republican Party now, and uh, this was another tough election for uh, the Champaign County GOP. And and you know, Jim, when I, I'm and sorry for butting in, Brian. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm interested in your plan for how you you revive the Champaign County GOP because you've 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 lost a, a lot of countywide races you've lost a lot of seats you've lost county board seats how do you how do you make the Champaign County GOP relevant again well it's like anything that you're rebuilding hope we have we have a great group of younger people new people involved in the party and building the structure to uh, I think con- uh, connecting with um, voters in different ways electronically. Obviously, they were moving students and everything by app or, uh, you know, a message. We need to be more proactive in, in talking to voters. I, I don't understand how, you know, with the crime issue, inflation, th- those messages aren't getting to voters uh, and would have expected it to be a different outcome 
locally in Southwest Champaign, um, and that may have probably saved that we worked so hard. It may have probably helped with keep Mike Marin's numbers a little higher, even though I don't know a million dollars was spent on his race. But we will. We'll just reorganize. We got we had good candidates. We'll keep doing that and keep moving forward. We yeah. just have to. Yeah, let me offer some thoughts on that, uh, Jim. I mean, I I wish you the best in your in your uh, effort here, but I don't see that as a I don't see ultimate success for the Republicans for a long time. If then, I mean, you've had this trend over the years, and I think it's driven by the university, uh, where the county has gotten more and more Democratic. I mean, it went from solid solid Republican to Democratic, and I think it's Democratic now by ideologue by ideology. And I don't, I right, just don't right. see that message uh, resonating. The Republican message resonating with the people of Champaign County. Uh, basically, I mean the people of Champaign Urbana because they're not. Demo- they're going to go in that booth and they're going to vote for a Democrat, and uh, and that's that. Uh, I think if you look at all the numbers, with the exception of Limentado, you see that you see the pattern there, and it's mm-hmm. pretty much all the same. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Patrick? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you know we we probably need to realize the demographics have changed in in Champaign County. You know, it's. It's it's more of a transient, um, you know, university community uh, that is surrounded by um, smaller rural communities instead of the opposite. You know that that it used to be. You know there were enough enough Republican voters in in Southeast Urbana and Southwest Champaign and you know in in the rural areas around the county that uh, that they they buoyed the GOP uh against you know the the university you know the you know the faculty ghetto or the students or or the north side of Champaign and and I I I don't think the demographics are in their uh are in their favor uh long term but but they definitely you know they they need uh, better candidates and better fundraising. I think that's in the end that's what it comes down mm-hmm. to. Hey Jim, I appreciate your call. Wish you the best and uh Thank you for coming on, for calling in. Thank you, and have, have a good talk to you. Take care. All right, thank you. All right, thank you, Jim. I need another break here, and then we'll come back with more. Probably go a little past the top. We'll get you to Clay and Buck uh, in time, and it'll be interesting to see what they say because they, be were, they, they, beer, they were predicting big stuff for the GOP. <laughs> it didn't happen. All right, 1051, back in a moment. Rita's James Brown. All right, 10.54. Jim Dye with me. Patrick Finkston for a few more minutes. Jim Durkin theme song. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, real quick. uh, Somebody says, remember Darren Bailey won the primary due in part, large part to Pritzker. Mm -hmm. Had that not occurred as close as governor race was, Pritzker may well have been out. You think Richard Irvin would have done better? I mean, a lot better? Or, well, or, I mean, $150 million from Ken Griffin would have buoyed a billy goat. Uh, so that, I mean, it, it would have it would have definitely helped. I, I don't think Richard Irvin was a particularly good candidate. Uh, I think that's partially because of the um, the the bad advice he was getting from political consultants uh, who who were trying to control every every, you know, every little bit of that race. Um Essentially, I I think that had uh, Ken Griffin and and his you know his hangers on uh, chosen a a 
guy like Tom Demmer, who ended up stuck in the treasurer's race with no money, uh, Demmer probably would have had a better time, uh, one, in the primary, and two, in the general election. Mm. You know, I, I just have to say something about that Herbert thing. That, that's almost a case study of how to not to run a campaign. Oh, it was uh, awful. What they did with Irvin. I mean, they 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 just did everything wrong, including hiding him and turning into trying to turn him into something that he wasn't, not letting him talk to the press. I mean, the whole thing was just a disaster. Uh, and it goes to show you that the experts <laughs> sometimes are not very expert. Yeah. All right. Another call in here. Uh, Dave, how are you? I'm doing fine. I don't mean to be an apologist for for our esteemed county clerk. But when we were talking earlier, everybody was talking earlier about the reports that came out, the 100% reporting of precincts reporting, 17,000-some-odd votes were in. Mm -hmm. Those were actually the early voting numbers. And I will defend him on this. And, Brian, you know I don't like him, (laughs) but, but I'll defend him on this. Because he said earlier in the day, please do not call races because he was going to let things out. I do not know why it took two hours, three hours to get the early voting out, but that's what it was. That's the 17,000 some odd votes that were the early voting. And since we are doing um, you can vote anywhere, that was actually 100% of precincts were reporting. They weren't reporting the total but 100% of the precincts had reported votes. Are you talking about the Marin race that I... That I no, no, just, that I, just, no, just all of it. Yeah. Okay, no, no, because the 18,706 the 18, that Marin had was, was counting all those numbers up from Champaign-Vermilion and City of Danville this morning. Yeah. No, I'm talking about when it came out at 10 o'clock last night on Channel 3, they finally got numbers in starting to trickle in, or they had numbers in then from Champaign County. And it was yeah. 17,000 some odd votes. But why does it take until 10 o'clock for him to report 17,000 early and absentee ballots when Sangamon County had theirs out at 715? That's what I have no idea if you have early votes no. and you should be reporting them right away. I, agree I think with he's that. talking about a mistaken reporting by WCIA. Yeah. They misinterpreted the numbers and what they meant, and that's nothing to do with the clerk's office. So did WAND. Okay. But it had 100% of precincts reporting because 100% of precincts had reported some votes. I think that's because of what we did in Champaign County. It skewed everything off. So the reporting was, yeah, 100% of precincts had reported, but they had not reported the 100% of their votes because yeah. it was only the early voting. Yeah, that makes Well, yeah, sense. that's because yeah. a producer on TV hey, probably doesn't know what that means. Thank, thank you, Dave. Appreciate hearing from yep. you. I, I got to run here. Uh, Ten fifty nine, Patrick. I got to let you go here. We'll uh, talk with you again. I'm sure in the near future should be interesting. <laughs> well, a pleasure as always. What, Call anytime, gentlemen. What happens now? That's uh, Patrick Finkston with the Illinois, and you can uh, check him out, of course, uh, online. The Illinois with a Z, and he's got newsletters, and you can subscribe, or you can get uh, whatever you want to do. You can read all his material. And we'll come back, finish it up with Jim Dye here in just a moment. On a penny for your thoughts, on this day after the election, 11.03, this is WDWS Champaign-Urbana. i got a minute here, and then we'll get a break, and we've got uh, Clay and Buck coming up. Interesting to see what they say. What say you, Mr. Die? just to uh, sum I just it up say here I'm in less than a minute? I'm glad it's over. I'm glad the sun's shining. We don't have to list any more ads. 
Uh, obviously, I wasn't thrilled with the results in all the races, but I'm glad that uh, we put it in the rearview mirror. We just have to go forward and stumble along as best we can. Somebody asked about the Limitado-Beckett race. Last I saw, the numbers there showed Limitado up slightly. It was close. I don't know where we're at. They'll keep counting, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. We don't know the official result of that one yet. I do think it's a disgrace that it takes forever to count all these votes all over the place. I think the longer it takes to get results in, the more people are prone to be very suspicious. All right. Thanks for being with us. And I'm sorry, callers, I couldn't get to you. And I, I got a bunch of texts. I got uh, mostly all open line tomorrow. We're wide open for both hours. So I'll go through them all and we'll kick it around and talk about it. Got a uh, coach's show tonight, women's basketball as well.